fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is a Monday. Happy beginning of the week. Let's kick off a brand new one here. What do you say? Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio, TV, live streaming, plus our podcasting as well. Welcome aboard. Great to have you as we go through another crazy wackadoodle day that is a Monday that is the United States of America and that is run by the Democrats all over the place. So <laughs> welcome in your millennial general reporting for duty. we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of things happening. Hopefully you had a great weekend and you're all rested, ready to go for another one. We are officially in May, which means, don't they usually say April showers bring May flowers? Which means May, if it rained in April, metaphorically speaking, politically wise, that means the Democrats proposed a whole bunch of garbage. May April showers bring May flowers, which means that's optimistic, right? That means if they presented the dark, dreary garbage, it, then we get to fight back and have a positive May, month of May where we get to stop on all so it doesn't actually become legislation. I can go with that. I can go with that. At least that's me, the internal optimist. Welcome in. We're live streaming all over our social media, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, plus OurFreedomBook.com, and of course our website at HoosierReason.com. Now, I have to warn you, I am working. I, I'm not liking the social media thing, but I'm trying. I'm really, really trying. I'm starting to open up a couple new social media accounts on, and on top of everything else that we're doing. Now, I don't know how active I'm going to be on them, but at least we have a presence to say we did it and to try and maybe reach a few new people here and there. I, and I forget what it's called, Mike Lindell's social media platform. I have yet to sign on to that one, but I'm going to try it. The other one, and you're going to laugh at me because I already really suck at trying to do the photos and the videos and everything as well. I'm not good on Instagram, and we do have an Instagram account at Who's Your Reason. Yeah, we do. I never even talk about it because I never even use it because I don't take pictures of myself all the time. I don't know how people go about taking selfies two or three times a day and posting it on social media. I just don't get it. I'm too busy for that. I don't look good in photos, and therefore I just don't care. So I don't take pictures of myself. But I have an Instagram account, and we do post stuff on there maybe once in a while, usually not pictures of me, but we at least have photos of something on there politically. The other one that I'm creating is a TikTok. I know, TikTok. Now, there was some controversy about TikTok a while ago with obviously it was a China run company and it was going to be banned in the United States because China was literally just using that as a source to collect data from your phone, to turn on your camera, to turn on your audio, to turn on everything and just monitor everything that you were doing. A Chinese company was doing that now, which is why I didn't want anything to do with it. And it's kind of a younger kids thing. And they just make little like 15 second videos, which again, I don't take photos of myself. So I don't know why I want to do that. But if I'm trying to appeal to the younger generation, I've come to the conclusion that I need to try and be hip with them. It's like Tom Brady trying to listen to hip-hop music and trying to like wear hats sideways with a straight brim because he's trying to appeal to the younger crowd because he's still like the top of the NFL when it comes to the sports, which I, you know me, I don't follow a whole lot of sports, but I know Tom Brady, and I've followed the Patriots for a long time. They've kind of been my team. But 
Uh, I mean, that's like Tom Brady trying to be hip and cool. He's in his mid-40s, but yet he still wears his hat, the straight-brimmed hat, sideways, and tries to listen to hip-hop music and is on the social media talking about the new new artist coming out because he's trying to be hip and cool. And I realize that if I'm going to try and influence the younger generation, I have to get into their platform. I have to break into their realm of what they're doing and try and be a little bug in the ear so that way they hear a different point of view because they're not going to hear it. I mean, the, the, the uh, no offense, but the older generation is not going to be hip and cool on TikTok to be able to influence them to learn about conservative values. So we're going to try and have fun with it. We're going to try and do something. I've got to get better at actually updating the social media, doing the photos, doing the videos, maybe not of myself, but at least of something politically to try and pique some interest out there as well. So that way they at least get it a little bit. So we're creating a TikTok. We're going to be on Mike Lindell's website. We're on freedombook.com. And then, of course, the usual with YouTube and Twitter and Twitch and LinkedIn, plus the the twitch.tv Huge one right now, and we appreciate you if you go and follow that one. All right, that's enough of the social media plug. We got a lot to get to. Today's going to be an interesting show. At the bottom of the hour, anybody show of hands, anybody remember the name Melissa Carone? She is the IT professional from the state of Michigan that testified with Rudy Giuliani on the election fraud, and she's the one that everybody kind of laughed at. They made an SNL skit about her. Uh, she said some pretty crazy things there at the election stuff. Not, I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying it was outlandish in the point that everybody was kind of taken aback on both sides. They're like, wow, either this is crazy going on or wow, she's a nut. And she was very controversial. She's going to be on the program in a half hour as she is running for the state legislature in the state of Michigan. So we're excited to have her on the program. We'll talk about big tech, obviously, with the social media, how that influences elections, what happened in the state of Michigan, where the latest is with some of the audits going on in the election, and then her run for the state legislature as well in a very conservative district. And she may very well get that seat. So we're looking forward to chatting with her coming up in just about a half an hour. I'm super excited to talk with her in just a little bit. Last week... We talked about how to spread the message of conservatism, which led me to the pondering over the weekend. Do I create these social media accounts? Do I go to these other sites as well? I can't handle the social media sites that I have already. There's too much just crap on there. I just don't like to spend all my time updating social media. I just don't have time for that. I don't like to do that. I've told you if I could live in the middle of nowhere with no technology at all, I would be completely content and happy. But to try and spread the message, to try and promote the show, to try and do what we do. Then we're on the social media and we're going to get on as many as possible. But we talked about ways to try and spread the message on what conservatism needs to look like moving forward and how we can um, properly and efficiently go after the Biden administration and the left side of the aisle because we need to. And we have to find a productive way to do so. We can't just make fun of Joe Biden, even though it's very, very easy to do. I mean, all we got to do is just ask how he's doing every day, and he just makes a fluff. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. I mean, just simple questions. Joe, how you doing there, buddy? And those are the kind of responses we get. So what can we do? Well, there's a new piece out of the dispatch.com. That talks about, quote, the era of big government is here and how conservatism is dying off. Big government is here. The latest polls, and we read them last week, that the majority of Americans, quote unquote, air quotes right here, the majority of Americans, meaning the ones that they polled in 200 people for the nation, be like, oh, yeah, out of the 350 million people in the country, we polled 200. And this is a nice sampling of what's going on in the nation. And according to their poll, something like anywhere between 60 to 68% of Americans love 
the big government spending projects that Joe Biden's proposing. Like, the media at least is pushing this as if this is what we've always wanted. We've always wanted, we never knew this was possible to actually invest in infrastructure at this uh, this level. We never knew that we could invest in social programs at this level for American families and for pre uh, preschool and kindergarten to be free and for higher education to be free and start getting rid of some of the debts and take care of our children for me. It's going to be great. Plus the expansion of health care. They love these things. We never knew we could go as far as this. On their side, I mean, right now we can't. Constitutionally, we're not allowed to. And it's really like the absolute 180 degrees away from what the American founders and the Constitution wanted us to do. But that's what they like. And according to the media, the polls are great. Everybody's wonderful. Everybody's loving this stuff. We're coming off the bad taste of Donald Trump. We're coming off trying to get back on the main street and trying to correct things. And while we're correcting things, actually moving in the right direction. That's that side. So is conservatism dying Or are we regrouping? I have to admit, I've never seen so much energy from the right side of the aisle that I have right now. I've seen it during the Trump administration, obviously, for the four years. But now that he lost, and there was the issue with the elections, and now with Joe Biden reversing course at 180 degrees, I've never seen so much fire. I've never seen so much passion. I've never seen so much intensity for an off-election season. People still fired up about politics. It's amazing. And I love it because people say, wait a second, whether Joe Biden won the election or not, this is not okay. We're not going to accept these policies. We're not going to let them come to the statewide level. I've never seen so many states put up a barrier and say, we're going to put in Second Amendment sanctuary laws. We're going to put a blockade to where we're not going to accept your restrictions. We're going to start opening up after COVID. We're going to start limiting our taxes at the local level. We're going to do whatever we can to make sure that the federal government does not intrude in our level of livelihood at the state level. That is conservatism. Now, the federal government, the era of big government, is here. It's been here for a long time. Donald Trump was one individual trying to take on an entire system, and I say overall he did a fantastic job with what he was capable of doing. Was he able to change the system completely? No. Did we expect him to? We kind of wanted him to. But did he do it? No. Because he couldn't, because he's only one guy with a chamber of 435 members in the House of Representatives and 100 members in the Senate. He's only one guy. Plus, you have the Supreme Court. Plus, you have the district courts and you have the progressive activists in the courts. And then you had the special interests, all of them that had to tie in. And he did the best that he could. But guess what? He lit the spark for more conservatives to want to run for office at local levels. He's, he lit the spark for individuals wanting to run for federal office, for statewide offices. Right now in Kansas, for those that don't live in the state of Kansas, we already have three individuals, two main ones, two uh, big no- ones, and then one that's uh, you know kind of a smaller individual that have already announced for their run for governor in 2021, uh, 2022 in the midterm elections. We have a Democrat governor here in the state of Kansas. And there's already Republicans that are running. Not only are they running, they're running to compete about who's the most conservative candidate in the state of Kansas. We already have candidates running in for the attorney general because our attorney general is running for governor, so he's giving up that seat. They're a year and a half out, they're already announcing it. Obviously, we have a candidate coming on for the state legislature in the state of Michigan at the bottom of this hour because people are fired up. The movement has not gone away. So while they say the era of big government is here, it's been here at the federal level, and it's been here for a long time. 
really since Franklin D. Roosevelt, really since the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and 50s where we created agency after agency after agency, the Department of Housing, the Environmental Protection Agency, the Department of Education, the Department of Urban Development, the Department of Energy, the Department of this, the Department of because why not? Let's just centralize everything. Let's have the government regulate everything at the federal level. Now we're using those on tier number two of the progressive socialist plan to use those agencies into explaining complete centralized power and control to everything. It's already been here. The era of big government is here. The problem is, is that Republicans, yes, I'm talking to you, every Republican elected official that has an R in front of your name, you need to learn to unite. One of the most amazing things that I saw over the weekend and this may be controversial, I don't really care. One of the most amazing things I saw on social media this weekend was the state Republican convention in, um, what was it, in uh, whatever, Mitt Romney's state. And Mitt Romney was speaking in Utah. In the crowd, the entire state convention, in this massive auditorium, booing him. Massively booing Mitt Romney. Andy, that's not very nice. Guess what? We're done with the moderate... We're done with the middle of the rotors. We're done with the rhinos. No more. You cannot sit there and trash the leader of the Republican Party as the president while you're a Republican and expect to get things done. We are done with it. We're done. No more. It is time for the Republican Party to unite, to unite under conservative principles. Period. End of story. We will not compromise, we will not waver, we will not bend. This is conservative principles, and we will stop the progressives dead in their tracks. No negotiating, just dead vote no on these bills. We'll talk about that when we come back because there's a lot of conversation. How many Republicans will try to compromise to water down some of the Biden progressive bills moving forward? We'll do that when we come back here on The Voice of Reason for a Monday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss 
part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Monday, the greatest day of the entire week. And yes, I did just say that. 24 minutes past the hour, radio and TV, plus our live stream and podcasting thereafter as well. Thank you again for all the downloads of the podcast. We rocked it last month, starting off with a whole new month again right now for the month of May. Tomorrow, Star Wars Day, May the May the 4th be with you. May 4th, May the 4th be with you. <laughs> You don't watch Star Wars. I have to admit, I have failed as a husband. I'm just throwing it out there. I have failed miserably as a husband. My wife, Mrs. Voice of Reason, has never seen Star Wars. I know. I know. Never seen Star Wars. We've been married now for going on nine years this year, and I've never shown her Star Wars, and I feel very bad about that. I apologize in advance that I have failed miserably as a husband, I have also now she's a little young for it because I didn't get into it until I was like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14. But Harry Potter, I have yet to get little voice of reason into that one. She's just learning to read. So right now she's learning like the Fox and Socks and Mark Levin's constant, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I will say when she was still in the tummy before she was born, I would read her Mark Levin's Liberty Amendments. That's that was the book. I did not read her the kids' books while she was in the tummy. And she recognized my voice, and she would do the kicking and squirming and thing in the belly. But I would read her Mark Levin's Liberty Amendments. That was the time that book just came out, and I had it right away. And that's what I read her when she was in the tummy. So now um, she has almost all of Rush Limbaugh's children's books, which is awesome. She has the access to the Mark Levin books, and we'll get her there. We'll get her there little by little. So what we do. All right. So Republicans, the era of big government, if that the way we're in moving forward, I would like to contrast that. And if you didn't sign up for the newsletter, I highly encourage you to sign up for the Hoosier Media Network newsletter, the Hoosier Reason newsletter. Go to HoosierReason.com. It came out today. I thought at least there was an interesting piece that I wrote for our blog that came out. The blog is on the website at HoosierReason.com as well, right at the homepage there. And you can read it. But we talk about the things we can do to stop the massive socialist progressive left wing movement coming out of the Joe Biden administration and the Democrats. According to RollCall.com, Democratic unity makes Joe Biden's ambitions possible. Of course they make it possible because the Democrats work together to unite. They come up with a plan. They bicker about it behind closed doors. And then when they come out, it is every Democrat on board, let's get her done type of mentality. Republicans... You got the main push from some Republicans and others are like, wait a second, that's kind of big government, isn't it? Then you got the others that are like, oh, we really need to work more with Democrats. Now, bills like this, there's a headline of Republicans saying, oh, what can we do? Let's sit down with the Joe Biden administration. Let's water down the infrastructure package again. We'll pass your infrastructure plan. We just don't want to tax the rich. We don't want to tax the wealthy class on here. We want to find a different way to pay for the programs. And I, I, when I saw that headline, my mouth dropped. 
because I said, wait a second, we shouldn't even be trying to negotiate with this. The Democrats are going to ram it through if they want to. Why are we helping them? The Democrats are going to ram it through. They have the majority in the House. If they want to get the majority in the Senate, they can with the 50-50 vote with Kamala Harris. If they need the 60 votes, then it's dead on arrival. Stay firm, Republicans. What are you doing? We don't want an infrastructure plan. We don't want to spend $2 trillion to expand the federal debt and the deficit for this year to $4 trillion just in the first eight months of the fiscal year of 2020 and 2021. We don't want to do that. Why would you even think about negotiating what I want as a message from Republicans, as a hardline, hell no. As Lauren Boebert came out and said during the Beto O'Rourke rally, it was, hell no, you're not going to take my AR. Guess what? Every single Republican in the House and the Senate shouldn't even think about considering a negotiation or a voting for that infrastructure plan. They should be looking and saying $2 trillion? Ha! You're funny. Hell no, we ain't going to vote for it. And any Republican that does vote for it needs to get their ass voted out. Just throwing it out there because they're done. We're done with compromising. We always give Democrats everything, and we're not going to do it anymore. That's why we're in the position we're in right now. No more. Hard line, no. Stick to your guns. Have a backbone for crying out loud, and let's actually stop some of this stuff. Right back after this here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Monday, radio and TV, plus the live stream and podcasting. There's no reason why you can't find this program anywhere, because we are everywhere, and I will find you. And we'll get that message out there. That's what we're all about. So welcome in to radio and TV, plus the live stream. Uh, Social media, any social media platform, Facebook, YouTube, although we'll see how long that actually lasts. Um, my uh, guest, Melissa Carone, has not been able to get a hold of her, so we'll tra- keep trying. If not, we'll get her rescheduled for another day. That's okay, because there is plenty to talk about, so it's not that big of a deal. But on the other hand, too, if she does come on, we'll probably get our third strike on YouTube and be uh, out of here, which honestly I'm okay with, but we'll stay on it for right now. We are live on there right now. If you go to YouTube.com, you can find us on there at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. Also on Twitch.tv, that's kind of the more mainstream TV source that you can find us on. We are on the Facebook Live, the Twitter Live, the LinkedIn Live, and we do have it on OurFreedomBook.com as well. As I mentioned, there are two new uh, social media sites that I'm working to try and get on right now. 
that I'll probably work on over the next couple of days. And you can start finding us on there again, all at Hoosier Reason on all of them. But I am working on TikTok. Now, again, uh, TikTok used to be owned by a Chinese company and it was actually banned in the United States. President Trump signed that bill. And it was banned actually on military bases is where it started, where you couldn't even have your phone on you if you went into a military base. If you had TikTok as an app, even if it was shut off, you could not have a phone with the app on it at all within the military bases in some aspects because of the Chinese government spying on people, turning on their cameras, turning on their microphones while the phone could even be completely turned off through the TikTok app. It was nothing more than just a way to fool stupid young people. No offense to young kids, but, you know, you dang kids. Uh, it was a way to fool them and be able to spy on trends in America and what they're talking about and what they're thinking and be able to influence the uh, um, the society. Now, that has been bought by Microsoft, which I don't know if that's any better, honestly, but that's why it's allowed to continue on as opposed to being banned like it was in uh, with the Chinese ownership. So I have downloaded TikTok. I'm building the profile as we speak. I do not take vote of videos of myself. I do not take photos of myself. It's going to be a very difficult thing trying to be on there. But if we're going to reach the younger generation, which we have to, we have to educate them. And if that's where they're doing their cool little 15-second little video clips, then we'll make a 15-second video clip of making the Constitution cool again. Can you do that? Are you able to make the Constitution cool again? We're going to make it rad, man, just like it's 1776. That's what I'm talking about. Speaking of, I got to give a shout out to a listener, uh, listener Scott, and a big supporter of the program. He has been for a long time since we've been on the air you know, seven years ago with our local program. And I got something in the mail last week from him. He had emailed me a message and said, hey, something's on the way. You know, just hang tight for it. And I got to give him credit. Now, we talk a lot about the the war on words and the war on definitions, the war on understanding the world around us. Because as you know, the left-wing progressives do a very good job at redefining terms to make them sound fluffy, to make them sound better, or to make them sound evil, and redefining what reality is based on the way we're describing it. Which blows your mind. Think about that for a second. We're literally changing reality based on our perception of the reality, based on how we describe the world around us. When you think of socialism... That's always been my example. When you look at a you know older 1960s, 1970s Merriam-Webster dictionary, it said that socialism was the means of distribution of goods by the government. And it was a bigger government form uh, of government system. When you look at like Wikipedia, which is stupid because you shouldn't use Wikipedia ever. If you're listening and you're a kid and you're in middle school, you're in high school, you're in college, you're trying to write papers, never use Wikipedia for a source because it's not credible because anybody can literally go to any page and just hit edit and rewrite whatever they want to on there. It's dumb, it's stupid, it's inaccurate, and at least when I was in college, college did not allow you to use Wikipedia as a source. I don't know if they do or not right now anyways. Regardless, when you look at socialism, it says it's the means and distribution by the people. And people have control over everything now because they get to control the means and distribution. They get to control the evil corporations. And it's all wonderful because socialism is the greatest thing on the face of the earth. Well, because of those conversations, I mean, that form would probably, if we went back to the old school dictionary version, would probably change the opinion of some of the bills that Joe Biden is currently proposing. So, listener Scott, got to give him props, sent me this massive. American Dictionary of the English Language from Noah Webster, 1828. And if you're watching on the live stream, I have it up here. This thing is huge. It's bigly. It's the biggest dictionary you've ever seen. It's the best, biggest dictionary. None of them even come to comparison. 
thing is massive from 1828. So we're going to be doing some redefining here on the Voice of Reason throughout the next months on the program. And as we talk about different terminology, as we talk about the war of words and the war on ideas and the war on reality itself, based on how we describe the reality around us right now, we're going to be using the original context, the original text of what it used to be, because guess what? You may have a different interpretation, but it doesn't mean that the definition of something actually changed which I guess we could really blow your mind and see how deep you want to go with a conversation like that, of if you interpret it different, does the meaning of it actually change? Or does 1 plus 1 still equal 2 unless you want it to be something else because you interpret it something else because it's very emotional for you and you get very triggered if 1 plus 1 equals 2 because that's racist. <laughs> so that's a fun conversation to have as well. As we talk about holding our elected officials accountable, Our Republican officials accountable. No more compromise. No sitting down with Joe Biden. I know Joe Biden did the big speech at the State of the Union, air quotes again, State of the Union, and said, I want anybody who thinks their ideas are better to come and sit down at my desk and talk to me about it and pitch your idea on what could work because I'm open to everybody. I'm not just a Democrat president. I'm a president for all Americans. I'm a president for Republicans and Democrats. And I forgot what I was saying because my name's Joe Biden and I'm running for U.S. Senate. I mean, president or something. He talks a good talk, but if Republicans actually buy it, then they are more gullible than what I even thought. And we know politicians are gullible. We know politicians usually don't know what the heck they're talking about half the time, or they come up with just kind of feel-good messages when they're campaigning. But if they truly, honestly fall for that, they need to leave. Because Joe Biden is the most progressive president that we've seen Ever, even more so than Barack Obama, which is crazy to think about. And it's not necessarily Biden. It's really Kamala Harris. It's really Nancy Pelosi. It's really Harry Reid. It's really Chuck Schumer. It's really Adam Schiff. It's really Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the B-Squad. It's really them pushing it and Joe Biden just kind of the puppet going along. So Republicans, let's be a little bit smarter. Let's not fall for that. Let's not compromise. I do not want a single Republican, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, to actually sit down and talk and compromise with some of these Democrats and say, sure, we'll pass your infrastructure plan. We love the idea of spending $2 trillion on a package that's not even our federal budget. We love that idea. We just don't want to raise taxes. I'm done with it. That's not the role of government. That's not what we're going to do. At the same time, I don't know if you've seen, but right now we are worse with our government's debt-to-GDP ratio than any other nation, including... The whole crash in Greece, remember that a few years ago, back in 2008, Greece was going through its issues. The GDP was so low, spending was so high that they had to file bankruptcy. It was literally an economic crisis. Guess what? We have officially hit that landmark. According to Fee.org, the Foundation for Economic Education, a nonpartisan, just here's the numbers of our budget and here's the economics of the country. The U.S. government's debt-to-GDP ratio is worse than, then Greece is before the 2008 crash right now. Now, the reason we've been sustaining is because we love our nice little idea that's stupid called quantitative easing, where we just print money out of nowhere, we inject it into the system, be like, hey, hey, we're living in debt, we can do it and sustain this way, and it's a great idea. That's not the way it works. That's not the way economics work, and that's not the way we can do that. But if you remember, it was a major issue. Now, way back when in the United States, and here's a little lesson for those that may be listening as well on the younger side that may not have heard this in their college diploma, uh, 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 different classes or courses. We used to cap how much we could spend of our national GDP. 
our gross domestic product. That, for those that don't know as well, breaking it down even simpler, is the entire nation's economy based on how much we create at the private level. That's right, the private level, not the economy of you know spring jobs for the federal government and giving grants out and signing contracts for construction projects and inflating the you know by paying these construction projects through our taxpayer money. That's not that. I'm talking about actual businesses that create jobs that create a product that sell products for a profit and we make money. We're not taking someone else's piece of the pie. The pie is ever growing, which is an awesome concept to think about. The difference between socialism and big government utopian, you know, public sector garbage and then private sector free market laissez-faire capitalism. You don't take someone else's piece of the pie. You create your piece of pie. And it's not stealing it from somebody else. It's creating it poof out of thin air. You can create it. You have that power. You have that ability to create whatever you want to economic-wise. If you want to start a business, you can do that with your own cash. And then poof, guess what? Money starts flowing in when people buy your products. Yet Money starts flowing in when you create a service for somebody else. You have created your own wealth. You did not take it from somebody else. You created it. That is gross domestic product. How much is out there? And it grows every year. And we used to cap that anywhere between 15, 16, 17, 18% of the federal GDP on how much the federal government was allowed to spend. Now, the last I saw, we were sitting around like 30% of our GDP, which is a really dangerous level, a really dangerous place that we're not supposed to be. That's really bad if we're using that much money. But we've already hit above the level of what Greece was. Greece went bankrupt. Greece was in a financial ruin and had to take a massive bailout, I believe, from the United Nations, uh, not for the, uh, from the EU, the European Union, and had to have help from neighbors because they were out of cash. They could not sustain the debt. We are already surpassed that, and we still want a $2 trillion infrastructure package, and we still want a $2 trillion families plan or whatever it is, the American families plan, to try and give more money out, to take care of kids, to do free college, all this other stupid stuff when we're already surpassed what could financially collapse us? And Republicans are okay compromising on that? I know Democrats want to ruin the country. I know they want to bankrupt us. I know they want to do their stupid garbage for them to feel accomplished like they did something. But Republicans? We're going to go along with that? Come on. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at whosyourreason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me, it's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at whosyourreason.com You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program all over the place. The last segment, it goes by way too fast. The fastest hour of radio on Radio trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. But we appreciate you hanging out today to kick off a brand new week. It's going to be a good month. I have a good feeling. I know Memorial Day is at the end of this week or the end of this month, which is really hard to believe that the year's flying by that fast. But as things start to pick up again worldwide after the COVID shutdowns, I guess it's going to feel a lot quicker, move a lot faster. We are still hauling away with the Hoosier Media Network Studios and working hard on that one. So we'll give you some more updates as that goes along. Plus, I'm really excited about some of our Hoosier Media Network podcasting shows. We'll talk about that later as well. Plus, you can get an update on that on our newsletter at HoosierReason.com. Speaking of the COVID lockdowns, here's the latest. I got, And that's enough about the economy. We'll get back to that in just a minute. But here's the latest in what's trending today. What's trending today? So as the COVID-19 vaccinations continue across the nation, spreading all about everybody trying to get those and the demand for those really (laughs) just disappearing, like outside of the ones that were vulnerable, nobody else wants it. Nobody else wants it. Now there's a national push for kids 12 to 15 years old. Absolutely sickening the fact that we're trying to advocate for that. But I digress. There are now scientists who are scrambling. Scrambling. Here's the Yahoo News. Scientists scramble to see why... In rare cases, even the vaccinated can get COVID-19. According to Yahoo News, they start off with a story of an individual, Carrie Alexander uh, Washington, 80 years old, was a practicing clinical psychologist. He got his COVID vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine, on February 4th. He got his second dose, or that was when he got his second dose. He got the first dose earlier than that, got the second dose February 4th, was dead by March 25th was having complications breathing with his lungs and with his respiratory system. The cardiologist did not test him for COVID-19 after he died two weeks later in the hospital The in the intensive care unit. They saw that COVID-19 had destroyed his lungs. Now the question is, everybody's panicking now, why are individuals getting COVID after they already got the vaccine? And obviously they say it's a rare case, but we're not getting our story straight and we're not getting all the information because when they first came out with it, they said, oh yeah, no, sorry, it's not going to stop you from getting COVID, which is why you still need to wear the mask. All it's going to do is help mask the symptoms. That's what they told us. And remember, there was some confusion between Dr. Fauci and the CDC 
with the vaccines. Look, I'm not advocating one way or the other here. I'm literally just stating the facts. So go get it. Don't go get it. I don't really care. Do your thing. You do you, boo. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm just fine with my vitamins and I'm all happy hunky-dory. But we got conflicting reports from Dr. Fauci and the CDC where the CDC is like, oh, yeah, you're not going to get COVID. You're fine. Fauci's like, no, 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 you're still going to get COVID. It's just going to help fight the symptoms so you don't show the symptoms of it. It's still in your bloodstream. You're just not going to have the symptoms of it. So you still need to wear the mask because even though you got the vaccine, then you you just may not get sick, but you'll still get it, which means if you have it, then you can transfer it and you can spread it and it's going to be this whole thing. So still wear a mask, which is why so many people said, I don't know if I want to get it. What's the point of getting it if I'm still going to get the virus? What's the point of getting the vaccine? Then they're saying, well, no, you're not going to get it. Okay, you're not going to get it. You're, it's still going to be in your bloodstream, but we're going to be able to kill it off because that's what vaccines do, especially this new mRNA type of vaccination. It's going to kill it off. So if you're exposed to it, then it's just automatically, boom, it trains your autoimmune system, boom, it's just kill it. You're right there. You don't have to worry about it. You're good. But you still need to wear a mask, by the way, just in case. Now they're saying that when you get the vaccine and then you get the virus, now it's called a breakthrough virus or a breakthrough case because you've broken through the barrier of the virus uh, uh, of the vaccine and we don't know why you're getting it so now scientists are starting to scramble as less and less people are actually trusting the COVID-19 vaccinations these scientists are trying to realize wait a second is there something going on here and why are we giving it to people if uh, individuals, especially the elderly, that was the whole point to get the vaccine to protect them so we don't kill them uh, why are they still getting the virus and uh, some are still dying now here in the wichita area we had a story just a week or so ago where there was a uh, another nursing home retirement home where there was a cluster of about six or eight individuals that got it and everybody had had the vaccine but yet they still got COVID. and the last i had heard was that there were no symptoms with it but they did test positive for the virus at the same time, we don't know what the real rates are because people are not testing for it any longer, so we don't know the real positivity rates in the nation. So, again, we just can't gauge or calculate anything because that's the efficiency of the government and health departments that are trying to push for some type of agenda by you getting the vaccine, not visiting people, wearing the masks, socially distancing, and all that garbage. But yet, as they say that it's the era of big government, it's the time where many people are just saying, yeah, I'm kind of over it, kind of done with it, and you're not going to tell me what to do anymore. And guess what? The state of Florida today announced that they are completely getting rid of all of their restrictions for COVID-19 and opening up completely. We salute them. Podcast going up in a little bit. We appreciate you back at it all this week. We have a heck of a laundry list of guests. Don't miss it. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.